Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I am Emily Leadham. And those dial tones mean it is time for Straight Talk, folks. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. This is an opportunity for listeners in the local area to call in with any questions that you might have on the faith. And we have Father Kevin O'Dell from St. Therese here. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad guys, to be here. In Rapid City, we call it St. Therese, but here is it St. Teresa? No, it's St. Therese, the little okay. flower. Okay. All right. I just so technically St. Sure. Therese. Therese, yes. right? I always Therese. think it's so interesting. It's named after Therese of Lisieux, and we all call the St. Therese, but here we call it St. <laughs> Therese. Therese. <laughs> I, know. I think that's been a long-standing tradition with that parish. Okay, so. yeah. got and we it. We do the same got thing it. in Rapid City, too. Yeah. It's St. Therese. Yeah. St. Therese, uh, yeah. So uh, Father Kevin O'Dell is with us this morning to answer any questions that you might have on the faith. Um, 877-795-0122. And you can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So Father, I have to admit this live on the air. Since you were at... Um, St. Michael's Parish in Sioux Falls. I was once a member of St. Michael's Parish. Now I'm over at Christ the King. But you were one of my absolute favorite homeless. Well, thank you. That I have ever I would heard. totally agree. Oh, my gosh. I would totally agree. Absolutely. I think you're an excellent storyteller in a way that illuminates the truths of the faith. You know, I think so So much of, um, for me, understanding the faith comes from story. Jesus did the same thing. You know, he told parables. And so you emulate that beautifully. Well, and he, and I think it's your, your real life stories, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you're a real person. And I that's what so. we want <laughs> to know. Am I? Am I really? Every parish, every person, you know, that they're like, they come up to me and they're like, you're so real on the radio. I'm like, well, I don't know how to be fake. I guess I stink at that. But, <laughs> you know, and that's what I really appreciate about your homilies and about your advice that you give to people is that he kind of, you know, gets right to the point and tells it like it is. And I absolutely adore that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love it. So, folks, this is a rare opportunity this morning to call in with your questions is what I'm getting to. 877-795-0122. We already have our first question uh, posted up on the board from one of our listeners, Brooke. Brooke is writing in and she wants to know, why did we start holding hands during the Our Father? Mm, that's a good question. Well, certainly it isn't in the right anywhere. I think people do it uh, as a way of showing perhaps that we're all part of Christ's family. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's a sense of being one in the Mass. And Mm -hmm. so I think uh, many people just do that uh, as a way of expressing that love that they have for each other and for for the church. Mm. Yeah, kind of a connectivity point. Yeah, definitely not mandatory. It's kind of a cultural thing that entered in. Right, and many places don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, many parishes even here in the United States don't do it. But uh, here in Sioux Falls, I think uh, the vast majority of parishes at least give the option for people to hold hands during the Our Father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's no right or wrong, really, when it comes to that. No? Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Here's another question that came through from one of our listeners. Um, 
I think many of us have had family members who have left the church um, and just the ache of that. What do they have to do to come back? You know, if maybe they've had a, a conversion or a reversion to the faith, are there certain things that they need to do to come back to be part of uh, the universal church? Well, if you've left the church, really the only thing that you need to do to come back into communion with the church is to go to confession and start practicing the faith again. Um, certainly, I, it would help, I would imagine, for most people to talk to someone before they come back in and, you know, maybe ask the questions that may have led them away from the church to begin with. But really, there's nothing uh, beyond going to confession and then uh, beginning to practice the faith again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I always think people think it's it's much harder to come back into the faith after they've been gone for a while. Um, but do they need? Is there a certain level that they have to have gone through? Do they have to be confirmed before they can just go to confession and come back, or is it first uh, communion? I mean, what level of Catholic? I don't know if you call that levels of Catholic, but <laughs> well, certainly you know anyone that has received the sacrament of reconciliation okay. and the sacrament of uh, First Communion is obviously eligible to go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So there's really no bar from okay. anyone coming back. All right. So, folks, if you're thinking about it, just uh, stop into your local confessor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. We have Father Kevin O'Dell on with us this morning, and he is here to answer any questions that you might have on the faith. We've already gotten a couple questions in already this, uh, this uh, you know, it's like been a minute and a half. So <laughs> if you want to join in on the conversation, the number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. And you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Seven nine five zero one two two. I can't. I can't see that phone number now and not sing that song. It's forever stuck in my head. Oh my gosh. That's I have a question funny. for you, Father Adele. So I happen to know that you have a bit of a psychology background. Um, and I think a, a reality culturally that many of us are facing um, is just mental health questions. People that might be struggling with depression or anxiety um, uh, in, in, in a more extreme sense, uh, rising rates of suicide, etc. And I think there's kind of a, this dialogue about uh, spirituality and mental health. Uh, to what degree do does God work within our within our mental health? To what degree do we maybe need um, outside counseling or even medications in certain senses? Can you just offer a little bit of guidance on that? I know that's not a real specific question, but I think it's something that we uh, many people are really wondering about culturally. Well, I think it's an excellent question. Uh, it's really pretty broad in the sense that. When you talk about mental health issues, there are a whole variety of different things that probably need to be in place in order to help someone uh, feel that sense of serenity or peace again. Uh, certainly, I've spent a lot of my life counseling people, uh, so I would be the first to say that if you have a problem with depression or anxiety or any mental health issue, find yourself a good 
uh, mental health provider and uh, get some counseling. I also know how important it is to um, have a sense of spirituality in your life. Uh, I was doing some reading not too long ago about <clears throat> the aging process and how people that have a spirituality in their lives as they grow older are much more um, serene in that process than people that don't have a spiritual connection. So I think having that spirituality increases the likelihood of having a positive mental health outlook on life. Hmm. I don't know whether mm -hmm. that kind of addressed yeah. your... Yeah, yeah, beautifully. I th and I think that's so wise, you know, to to seek out a counselor and, and the reality that God works within the people around us and can kind of assist us in some of those things. I know especially seasonally, this is a big time for many people um, who have maybe struggled before entering into the holiday season um, can be a bit of a trigger for some. So I think that's a really timely, mm -hmm. timely guidance for sure. Absolutely. Well, folks, you're listening to... Uh Let's see. Straight Talk. And I'm Heather Carroll. And I know. am Emily Leadham. <laughs> We're in studio with Father Kevin O'Dell from St. Therese, named and after St. Therese. <laughs> yeah, one or the yeah. other. One point. or the other. Yeah. 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 It's that one over there. <laughs> no, but folks, this is Straight Talk. This is your opportunity to call with any questions that you might have for Father Kevin O'Dell this morning. 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. And you can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. And there's a lot of qu uh, questions that are coming in this morning, and they all seem to be shy. We haven't gotten anyone that wants to be live on the air. It's not scary, folks. We promise. We're not scary at all. But you can call us at 877-795-0122. So here's another question that's been submitted. My prayer life has been lacking a little bit. I go in streaks with one program, then I get bored. What would you recommend for me being able to stay consistent rather than dropping off? Oh, yeah. Amen. Asking for a friend. <laughs> That's me. I, know. I didn't ask that question, but that person could have asked it for me <laughs> right? too. I totally understand Amen. that. One of the things that I think um, often happens to people is we go up in peaks and valleys in our lives and certainly in our prayer life. Uh, there are times that it seems very rich and times that it's kind of like being in the desert. Um, the best thing that I can say to people is this, and it's something that I remind myself of every day, there are going to be times that you're not going to feel faith-filled, but you can still be faithful, mm. meaning that you pick up and, and do the things that you need to do every day, even though it may not feel like, boy, that's just the punch that I've been looking for, because it will turn around and will come back again. Um, and that's happened many, many times in my own life. Uh, and I know that if I just stay the course, mm -hmm. uh, it will be rich again, and there will mm -hmm. be that feeling of uplifting uh, spirituality in my life. Hmm. That is so true, because I think, you know, my daughter and I both deal with anxiety, and I don't know if I caused her anxiety, you know, <laughs> but you wonder as a parent, like, oh my gosh, I totally screwed up my kid now. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that I think the key that you're saying is hope. I think having just knowing that glimmer of hope is there, knowing that 
you know, there will be an end to this feeling and that I will get through this feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times people say, you know, anxiety and fear is not of God. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how that works or why we say that? Well, anxiety and fear are part of human existence. Um, It's not so much whether we're going to experience it or not, we will. It's what we do with it. Um, Fear is kind of an unreasoned response sometimes to the things that are going on around us and we just Mm. become frightened and it paralyzes us. Uh, And I think that's what people mean when they say it isn't of God. God wants us to continue to struggle through things. One of the things that often occurs to me is that God puts us exactly where he wants us to be at any point in time. And I think for me, the real challenge is to grow where I've been planted. Mm. Um, I'm always looking for some other better field to (laughs) go to. Uh, But if I just stick with the field that God's given me, um, I can walk through that fear instead of trying to figure out ways to walk around it, Mm. to walk through it. Mm -hmm. I love that vision. I want to go back um, to a, a few minutes ago. You talked about that you've had the experience. You yourself has had have had the experience of the peaks and the valleys of times in in your life where maybe your prayer was really strong or times of desolation. Um, and and I love that that's coming from you as a priest because I think sometimes we as lay people forget that our priests mm-hmm. are are human. You know, we made that joke earlier, but it's actually real. Like you're a real person. Um, <laughs> if for for our listeners, can you talk a little bit about what we as lay people People might be able to do to encourage um, and and help strengthen the priesthood, especially in this day and age of the church. Um, what are some things that we as lay people can do uh, to really serve our our priests well uh, and encourage them in their vocation? Well, I think the very first thing, and I, I know that this is going to sound somewhat trite, but I really believe that this is essential: is to pray for them. Uh, you know, and in the same way that the priests pray for the laity of the church. <clears throat> I think we need to also recognize that priests are human. Uh, they're going to have good days and bad days. They're going to have days that um, maybe they uh, may be a little short with somebody, but uh, and days that they're very empathic. I think uh, just that recognition that we're all walking this path together is so critical. I think sometimes we treat priests as if they were statues on a shelf, you know, and when you put something up on a shelf, it's going <laughs> to eventually <laughs> fall and break. So just to mm. not do that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I a love great it. answer. Love it. Well, folks, this is Straight Talk. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have for uh, Father Odell this morning, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. And we've got somebody on the phone lines. Tiffany from Sioux Falls, are you with us? I am. Good morning, Father. Good morning. <laughs> I have a quick question. So um, I, we're actually a parishioner of yours. Um, our daughter is a senior in high school this year and getting ready to go to college next year. And she's pretty active within the church, you know, Eucharistic minister and server and so forth. And I want to know um, what are some tips or some tools that we can help her with to stay in the church and, you know, 
be be active in her faith as she leaves our house and goes to college next year? That's a great question. Um, one of my duties is to work as or serve as campus minister for both Augustana and USF here in Sioux Falls. And Emily used a, a term in the last segment of the show about being intentional. One of the mm-hmm. things that we've really uh, strive to do at Augustana and USF is to create an intentional Catholic parish that uh, brings young people in and encourages them to continue to practice their faith on a regular basis. So the first thing I would suggest is to make sure that uh, she gets hooked up with the Newman Center uh, wherever she's going next year and uh, you know, to continue to encourage her uh, to practice her faith. There are going to be those ups and downs again as people go off to college. Uh, But if she has that connection with the Newman Center and with you, I think that that will serve to keep her strong. The other thing, and again, this may sound trite, but it's what St. Monica did for St. Augustine was to continually pray for them. Uh, God hears those prayers and answers us. Wonderful. Did that help, Tiffany? It did. Thank you so much. All right. Thank thank you you for calling in. That community, man, it makes all the difference. When you have other people, when you get into school, and you have other people that are like-minded surrounding you, it's a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, this is Straight Talk. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have. 877-795-0122. We've got another caller on the line. We've got Aaron from Williston. Are you with us, Aaron? We're just getting a buzz, so maybe Aaron has dropped off. We'll see if we can't get Aaron back. Um, So if you wanted to call in and join the conversation, our number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We're meeting with Father Kevin O'Dell this morning, and he's giving us some great advice. So you said you had a little, Emily said you had a little bit of history in psychology. What is that history? I have a doctorate in psychology. And Big history. Also, oh, my goodness. Sorry, go ahead, Father. I never knew well, that. You're so humble. You don't tell so people about this. So should we call this. you Dr. Father or Father Doctor? Just Father. <laughs> by, by, um, so I've, I've, I've had some, you know, acquaintance working with people that struggle with some things and also um, worked as, uh, I have a master's in clinical social work as well. Wow. So. We are blessed to have you. Wow. Hey, it looks like Aaron might be back on the line. Aaron, are you with us now? I am. You got to love technology. (laughs) Yes, we do. Aaron from Williston, what's your question for us this morning? Well, my question is, I am what I consider a faithful Christian, but I attend church maybe once a year. And I have people that tell me that that does not make me a faithful Christian, that it's if you're not, you know, going to the house of God and worshiping Him, that, you know. And I wanted to get Father's opinion on that because, I don't know, part of me feels I, I have my own relationship with God that I don't need the church necessarily. I mean, yes, it does help. But because of my work and stuff, since I can't go on a regular basis, I have people that are kind of judging me on that. And I guess I wanted to see what 
he felt the church's opinion was on that. Well, there's a couple of things that I'd say. First of all, um, I when, when you ask that question, I look at a crucifix. The up and down uh, uh, arm of the cross is really about our relationship one-on-one with the Lord. But the horizontal arm is about our relationship with each other. And one of the things that is most important, uh, in my opinion, about uh, that horizontal arm is coming together uh, frequently to celebrate our common faith, to celebrate the Eucharist. Um, So when I look at going to church frequently, the first thing I'm looking at is the opportunity to partake in the body and blood of Christ. Um, That's the only place that I can do that. Uh, And also that horizontal arm of the cross, which helps me build close and intentional relationships with fellow Christians. I don't know whether that answered your question. It it does. I guess it does to an extent, but, I mean, God's, his opinion of me as a Christian, do you feel that's going to change because of, um, I guess I don't know how to say that. I feel it's not going to change because in myself I know I'm a good Christian and I'm a believer of God and and of, in his faith, but I, by not going to church on a regular basis, I mean, he's not going to judge me differently based on that, do you feel? Well, I, I certainly can't, you know, interpret or, or step into what's going on in your relationship with right. the Lord. I just, um, and I, I know that God loves us all and reaches out in his mercy to each and every one of us. But remember sure. what he said at the Last Supper. He told those apostles to do this in memory of me. Um, and that's what we do when we gather uh, in the Christian community at uh, church to celebrate our faith together. We're doing that in memory sure. of Christ. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I see that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks for calling in, Aaron. What a great question. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. It's your opportunity to call in with any questions that you might have for Father Kevin O'Dell this morning. Our number is 877-795-0122. Again, that's 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So we had somebody that had a follow-up question, Father, on the Our Father. Um, They're uh, talking about how... Um, holding hands is 100% Protestant um, and didn't exist till the 19th century. Also wants to know if the Eucharist or holding hands shows you unity among Christians. And so they kind of wanted us to dive a little bit more into the Our Father um, and your thoughts on that. Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know how Protestant or how Catholic holding hands is. I think it's a pretty universal thing. Um, I think that human beings hold hands to show affection, to show unity, 
they hold hands in times of crisis. Uh, so I, I don't think it's inappropriate necessarily to hold hands during the Our Father. If that's the only focus of coming together is to hold hands, well, you can do that in a whole variety of different venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know... I, I think one of the, the, at the heart of that question, and it actually reminds me of our last caller, uh, was it, was it Anthony? Um, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, thank you, Aaron. Um, you talked about the Eucharist and just the unifying power of the Eucharist. And I think both of these, um, last callers are kind of getting to that question. What's the role of the Eucharist in bringing together Christianity, bringing together the family of God? Can you talk a little bit about the Eucharist in that regard? The Eucharist is the source and summit of it all. (laughs) And so when we uh, are talking about unity, uh, it it really is, it goes back to that saying, you are what you eat. Hmm. You know, when you eat and consume the body and blood of Christ, you are united in a special and preeminent way. Uh, And so um, for me, that is the most important thing we do is to receive the body and blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's and distinctly Catholic. Yeah, Go well, ahead. and, you know, thinking about the questions that we've had, you know, it just, I think it emphasizes, too, the importance of that regularly, you know, and I think um, the graces that we receive from attending the sacraments is priceless. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the Lord understood full good and well the importance of food in our lives and when he gave us his body and blood to eat uh, you know I think he understood that we can't go without physical food very long and we certainly can't go without the Eucharist very long either. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I get so distracted Mm -hmm. by um, by by the world, and I forget my hunger. You know what I mean. I, I, I and I, and this happens as a, for me as a mom sometimes too. When you're doing all these things, you forget to feed yourself. And and my prayer lately has actually been, Lord, give me the desire to, to pray. Give me the mm-hmm. desire to be fed. Give me the desire to enter in more deeply to the Holy Mass. You know, because I know intellectually that that's the source and summit. I know that that's the place in which I'm going to find the greatest, you know, food for my soul. And yet I forget. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we can pray for that increased desire, Lord, make me hunger for you. Um, you know, what a powerful, a powerful prayer. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's also important to know that, you know, like you you know, and I think it's interesting, our straight talks always tend to have a theme. Mm. And I think it's really interesting that today we've kind of developed a theme. But, you know, uh, we've talked a lot about even if you don't feel like it, do it anyway. And I think a lot of times um, when you don't feel like it and you go anyway, you you get these blessings that you weren't expecting. That's absolutely right. I mean, I think so many things about our faith. don't always appear pleasant as we're walking in the front door and yet they they yield such huge benefits Uh, one of the things that Archbishop Chaput just recently was talking about was are you will who are are you willing to die for your faith and certainly that doesn't look like a very pleasant um, prospect yet think of the uh, amount of sacrifice and love that it takes to give up your life 
or something that you believe in so deeply. Mm-hmm. You pointed to that imagery of the crucifix earlier, and I'm always thinking, you know, Jesus said, come follow me. Guess where that led him? Mm. You know, that, that led him to the cross. So am I willing to die? Am I willing to carry my own cross? Am I willing to be crucified with him uh, in hope of the resurrection and confidence, actually, of the resurrection? Wow. And we are promised that if we do follow Christ, we will have to pick up our own cross. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, doesn't it feel heavy sometimes? Yeah. Is that just me? It's just you, Emily. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that always happens to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, I think it is heavy. <laughs> Very heavy. Well, thank At least you. Father's honest. <laughs> I know. That's why I love him. <laughs> Father, thank you for joining us this morning on Straight Talk. Well, thank you for letting me be here. It's been a real pleasure. It really has. It absolutely has. Well, thanks for all that called in this morning or wrote in with your questions. Uh, this is on every Monday through Friday at 930 if you wanted to ask a question that didn't get asked today. 